Sigma Tiger News, World War III, where you be, fit but dead. No good. Laser guns, pew pew, I remember that when I was a kid. And guess what, killer snores, what you gonna do, woo! Welcome to Sigma Tiger News. You're here with the Sigma Tiger, five days a week in 4K, bringing you the hottest, juiciest beef online. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to find out. Thanks to all my Sig Tigs for coming back, my day oneers. Thanks to all my new community members. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share the link. Well, where's the safest place to be if uh, World War III pops off? If you've been watching the Sigma Tiger newscast, you're well aware that uh, tensions are boiling over and it's palpable in the Middle East. So you can see over here uh, between 8, 9, and 11, we have an area of Africa as well as the Middle East. That area is hot. The Red Sea is being uh, bombarded by the Houthi uh, aerial strikes using drones, rocket-propelled missiles. So what's going on? Well, uh, Hamas decided to invade Israel after years and years of uh, what's being called by some people an occupation. Others uh, feel it was a direct uh, assault upon civilians and thus the reaction by Israel is qualified. A lot of people believe that it is a genocide and they should stop. So what's really going on? Well, nobody knows except uh, the people in power. And they could pull the trigger. And what happens if they do? What happens if someone drops a bomb? Right now we got uh, Ukraine and Russia. Hot war going on over there. And uh, basically like a proxy war the U.S. is involved with. Uh, the Red Sea. Basically Iran wants, it seems, for the U.S. to attack it. Uh, popping off a uh, potential global conflict. And if that happens, well, guess what? Where's the best place to be? Number one, Fiji. Why? No one knows. Tuvalu. You might remember that place from uh, Survivor. So they are in the uh, South Pacific. And then we have New Zealand, again, South Pacific, and Indonesia. All of the top four are in the South Pacific. And then you have to come way up into the, uh, the north, uh, mid, I guess the north, eastern, North? I don't know. How would you describe that? Iceland and Greenland. You know, mid-north. It's like right on the UTC or just beside it. Anyway, so there it is. Five, Iceland. Argentina, you got to all the way down to South America. Chile and Switzerland over into Europe. Why is Switzerland? Well, they're neutral. Bhutan. Kingdom of Bhutan, just in the middle of... Uh, China and India, a couple other places there. Then we have Antarctica, of course. You'd think that would be number one, but it's not. Uh, South Africa, and then Greenland running around number 12. So what's the, what's the reasoning behind all this? Luckily, there are a few safe havens left, including politically neutral island, small states with even smaller populations, and countries that rank highly in the Global Peace Index. Fiji, floating semi 
desolate in the southwest of the Pacific Ocean, on a nation of 2,700 miles away from the closest neighbor, Australia. It's isolated. There's 6,000 uh, men in their army. And a little beautiful little spot. Tuvalu looks like a sliver of land just poking out of the uh, ocean. New Zealand, they have a great foreign policy, they state. So likely, unlikely to be attacked. Self-sufficient and neutral as well. Safe during World War II. History shows it's a great place to be. Indonesia typically takes neutral stance on issues of world politics. Lots of lush green farmland. Iceland tops the Global Peace Index consistently, making it the most peaceful country in the world by miles. It's also literally miles away from any of its neighbors. And there's nothing there. There's no reason to invade. Unless they find mass stash of natural resources. Argentina. Paradise is one of the most likely places to survive famine after nuclear war. Studies have found that 100 nuclear bombs, which cause billowing smoke that block the sun, which then cause crop failure. Argentina could avoid this by because they already grow resistant crops like wheat in immense quantities. I've also heard that uh, the nuclear fallout, uh, specifically from an atomic bomb, uh, would get into the ocean currents. And the way that the currents flow... South America is the place least likely to be affected. We have Chile, farmland, Switzerland, known for being neutral, beautiful place there, lots of banking going on. Bhutan, interesting. After joining the United Nations, Bhutan resolved to be neutral on any conflict. Due to its foreign policy, it frequently ranks high in the Global Peace Index. There you go, the mountains of Bhutan. It's protected by vast mountains. There you go. Antarctica, the furthest point on the planet, you'll find what's quite possibly the safest place to ride out World War III. Nestled amongst the sprawling species of penguins, you can relax at scientific outposts, absolutely, and then run out of food and die. The African nation uh, of South Africa has busied itself with steering clear of Western influences, certainly, yeah. Greenland, sparsely populated Danish island of Greenland, like Iceland, is so remote and mountainous. So safest places during World War II, and what would happen if World War III starts? Um, global tensions have escalated, spheres Russia, China, Middle East, Iran, North Korea, are all major flashpoints for an all-out war. Uh, yeah, it all depends on who's going to push the big red button first, because as soon as it happens, uh, we have enough defense systems to be aware that something was launched and its headed traje trajectory is headed towards us, so we could potentially shoot it out of the air. Uh, likely you'd want to shoot it out over the ocean and not detonate the nuclear payload. Uh, if that was avoidable, then uh, that would be the best option. Next would be to detonate it over landmass. Likely uh, enemy landmass, potentially not your uh, allies. We'll keep you posted. And if someone does go ahead and launch one of those, well, what the heck is this? This is an image provided by the UK government, and guess what? They've just uh, shot a laser, laser defense system. They've been working on this for several years. I believe the first article came out in 2016, talking about these weapons. Military laser could boost the UK armed forces with greater accuracy while reducing the reliance on high-cost ammunitions. It's reached its next milestone, a test fire and direct hit by the look of it. So what's going on uh, down in the Red Sea? Well, the UK are down there with the battleship and the uh, US and the Houthi. This rogue group of uh, 
Islamic militants have been sending drones, rocket-propelled missiles at commercial vehicles, uh, military assets in the area. And the U.S. finally decided to bone up and uh, take out some of the targets that were messing around. And uh, it was costing a fortune, like $2 million per rocket to shoot out of the sky. So they have this new one, the Dragonfire. The U.K. Uh, are going to go ahead and line this up. I believe Germany uh, has one as well they're testing. Dragonfire exploits UK technology to be able to deliver a high-power laser over long ranges. The precision required is equivalent to hitting a uh, one-pound coin from a kilometer away. Absolutely astonishing um, accuracy. Laser-directed energy weapons can engage targets at the speed of light and use an intense beam of light to cut through the target, leading to structural failure or more impactful results if the warhead is targeted. Firing it for 10 seconds is the cost equivalent of using a regular heater for just an hour. There you go. Uh, costs nothing. Typically less than 10 pounds per shot. Much better than the million pounds uh, just to shoot a drone out of the sky that could put a dent in your battleship. Cutting-edge weaponry has the potential to revolutionize this battle space by reducing the reliance on expensive ammunition while also lowering the risk of collateral damage. Uh, yeah, but it also uh, runs the risk of uh, maximum damage with minimum effort so if this thing falls into the wrong hands then that would be absolutely uh terrible you can imagine if uh there were civilian uh had access to something like this what kind of damage they could do the ldew research and technology is delivered in partnership and a cost-effective way of meeting the needs of the mod while maintaining UK's industry technology. Blah, blah, blah. The Dragonfire trials at the Hebridge demonstrated that our world-leading technology can track and engage high-end effects at range. So there you go. Uh, laser guns are here. What's going on? <clears throat> well, guess what? Uh, watch out LPGA because we've got a new golfer in town and uh, they are trans. They won the NXXT Women's Classic in Florida increasing the chances to move on to the LPGA qualifier. And the individual, Colin Rogg, has misgendered uh, the person, as we see here, calling it uh, he. Rest in peace, women's sports. So we see where his bias lies. Haley Davidson played golf on a men's team in college, but now competes with women. If Davidson ends the season as a top five player, they will receive exemptions to participate in the Epson Tour, the developmental tour of the LPGA. Ironically, the NXXT Women's Tour mission is to champion the talents of women golfers. And here we have the uh, individual going ahead and lining up a chip shot. And uh, lining up a putt here. As you can see, uh, quite the burly individual. Three wood, 235 yards to the pin. And uh, absolutely cranks it. So, as we were saying, watch out, LPGA. So, what's exactly going on here? Let's go ahead and get some more information. A lot of backlash, as you can imagine, uh, towards this individual and crushing uh, the competition in the female uh, category. So, this is the, the reaction of Haley Davidson. Um, she wrote on Instagram... Uh, the win put her in first place in the race to earn the Epson Tour exemption. Uh, of course, that's a developmental tour we just mentioned for the LPGA. It's crazy the amount of misinformed hatred I have received so far today. 
Davidson wrote, all of these people think I hit it 300 yards or even 280 yards. How about 250 on a good day? Okay, so they're just trying to, uh, you know, air it out that, you know, on a good day they can crank it 250 yards. Well, what's the farthest a woman could hit it, potentially? Like, the, 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 the top drive of the LPGA. According to the LPGA website, more than 600 Epson Tour alumni have earned Tour membership since it started in 99. There are eight events left. Born in Scotland, now lives in Kissimmee, Florida. Participated in the Epson Tour qualifying school in 2022, but failed to qualify. The LG, or sorry, the LPGA Tour removed its female at birth requirement in 2010, so it's not a new thing. Uh, transgender individuals who were not female at birth, of course, uh, have been able to qualify to compete for the past 14 years. Uh, Davidson began hormone therapy treatments in 2015, so they've been reducing their testosterone for over nine years. Still very burly. Uh, Golf Week reported in May 2020, according to the outlet, Davidson last competed as a male in 2015. Thanking supporters on Wednesday. Most importantly, though, thank you to absolutely everyone who supported me uh, from my fellow competitors to all of you, and I may or may not have had the chance to meet. So, uh, basically, it was a mediocre uh, male golfer. Uh, now, uh, turned to, like, a top-end female golfer. So, what's the deal? You know, like, if I was golfing my entire life and practicing and getting better... And then an individual shows up who's, you know, had the opportunity to, to have testosterone during puberty uh, out there cranking the ball. Well, there it is. Like, I'm wondering how far the LPGA tour can go. Like, what's the longest drive? Two hundred ninety yards. 355-yard bomb at the 10th hole. 290 yards is the longest. What's the average? 270. So he's just below the average. There you go. Boom. Whatever. How good can he putt? She. My apologies. All right. Tunnel go boom. What's going on? We had this before. So uh, Hamas has been spending all their humanitarian aid digging tunnels uh, so they can subvert... Uh, Israel's occupation of their uh, territory. Well, uh, Israel got wise, found them, and this is what they did. Let's all tune in. Let's have a look. So a vast tunnel system has been absolutely obliterated. Previous videos show uh, something similar to this. So this looks like it's all outside of town. So what was this? Was this an underground headquarters? Where were they digging? What were they doing under there? Nothing reported. All right, what's going on? Talking about women influencers using code. What's the deal with that? Well, how women influencers are using coded language to spread far-right ideology on social media. Heads up on this one. Don't want to get banned. Uh, when you think about the far-right, you probably picture groups of young white men carrying images of swastikas or torches like those seen at Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017. 
But the face of the far right is changing, at least on social media. In this episode of the Conversation Weekly podcast, we hear about new research into a cohort of women influencers peddling far right ideology on mainstream platforms such as Instagram and YouTube. Well, Ivian uh, Leidig is a postdoctoral research fellow at Tilburg University in the Netherlands focused on far right ideology. Far right would be considered uh, conservative. And far-right conservative uh, usually are uh, support guns, pro-life, pro uh, business, you know, capitalism, anti-immigration. This is far-right now. Okay, so she spent countless hours following the accounts and posts of female far-right influencers research her new book on the issue. Well, let's see what she found out. Some of these influencers... Uh, she found are sharing what you'd expect on social media, beauty tutorials, curated photos of a beautiful home, certainly, yeah, and uh, product recommendations. Yeah, sounds absolutely normal, sounds like your run-of-the-mill Instagram account, uh, but interspersed with these many be anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, anti-feminist messages, and white nationalist sentiments, maybe. They're merging both their political ideology and their personal brands into one. Can you imagine someone actually having an opinion about something? So, like, uh, let's just flip the let's flip the script here. So, let's just say there's a a, a left wing individual who's uh, posting all of the same things. You know, their pictures of their home, their milkshake, or their uh, soy latte, whatever they're into. And then, guess what? They post a rainbow flag. The horror. The absolute horror that they're they're going ahead and posting something that they may believe in and support. But for someone on the right, that's absolutely mind-boggling. How could they be merging their political ideology and their personal brands? Well, maybe they're copying the left. Leidig says uh, that women are playing a key role in recruitment for legitimization of far-right movements by using the tools of social media, influencing, making extremist ideology seem acceptable. So a little bit of the old uh, kettle calling the pot black here. Uh, as a former follower she interviewed put it, a movement without women is doomed to fail. Well, they always say that every great man has a, a great woman beside him uh so yeah absolute pile right there from that author all right director of modesto lgbtq plus center arrested in a sting operation the rainbow center released a statement saying slayton's allegation alleged actions happened outside working hours and did not happen on its premises so completely uh washing those hands clean of any potential uh dirt so here we have the uh, well-manicured individual, uh, an image of the uh, day spa and massage, as well as the LGBTQ plus center. The Modesto Bee reported that uh, Gerard Slayton, 42, the executive director of the Rainbow Resource Center in Modesto, was confirmed to be one of 17 men arrested earlier this month in a sting operation to arrest suspected online predators seeking to have sex with minors. Pedophilia. Modesto B journalist Trevor Morgan reported that Slayton recently was appointed executive director of the Rainbow Center, a top-level position within a uh, potentially nonprofit organization. Yeah, there you go. So they're getting donations and uh, granting and all that kind of stuff. And their leader, 
the executive director was out there uh, doing immoral, uh, illegal sexual uh, acts, or at least attempting to, allegedly. Uh, CBS Sacramento reported that Turlock Police Detective Gina Giovacini, wonderful name, Giovacini, uh, told reporters that all 17 suspects faced charges related to contacting a minor online with intent to have sex with them. Police Chief Jason Hedden in a press conference Tuesday announced the arrest by a joint task force with law enforcement personnel. Sacramento County, this operation was the culmination of months of planning by the Turlock Police Department and cooperating agencies. I'm proud of Detective Gina Giovancini and our team for their efforts to intercept those looking to harm children in our community. Absolutely, these people should be locked up. I would love to know what the maximum minimum sentence is for a uh, crime like this. Uh, should be life. This problem isn't going away. Only in the event, because it's a conspiracy. You have like a, a group of people premeditated uh, attempting to solicit uh, sexual acts from a minor. That's absolutely horrendous. You're going to scar someone for the majority of their life for uh, a moment of pleasure. Then that is the epitome of uh, scum. The Rainbow Center released a statement on Facebook stating the allegations happen outside of work. Yeah, yeah. There they go. Soap it off. Billionaires wanted to save the news industry. They're losing a fortune. And that's because they're not investing in Sigma Tiger News because this is taking off like a rocket. There's an old saying about the news business. If you want to make a small fortune, start with a large one. There you go. It takes money to make money. So Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, what did he do? He started in a garage. He was like, guess what? I love books. I need to be able to get books easier. How about uh, I start selling them online? I'll start sending them to people. People were like, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? Like, I'll uh, send it back. Maybe it was like an online library type situation. Anyway, he was the first dude to do it. He, he coined uh, the online marketplace, basically, uh, especially for books. And now it's basically like an all-you-can-eat buffet at Amazon. Yeah, so, yeah, they're spending money on the news. But guess what? No one wants it. No one wants print media anymore. It costs a fortune to cut down trees and turn it into paper. It's polluting the areas. And no one cares. Uh, no one wants it. No one wants to pick up the paper. Transportation of paper costs a fortune. And guess what? There's uh, data. It's all online. in ones and zeros, and they weigh nothing. Except server costs, of course, to keep them online and share them or whatever. Uh, so there it is. So yeah, tens of millions of dollars each year. Let's go ahead and slide a cool million over to the Tiger so we can get a brand new set. Man, we have been operating in the 1980s here for a while. Perhaps we can get an upgrade to the uh, the Tiger's mask. 10,000 subs, it comes off. So we got a ways to go. I could use a, uh, a Tiger fur mask for sure. Let's go ahead and get that cooking. Perhaps I should get like a pay uh, pal link put up here. One of these links. Someone can send the tiger some money. Maybe we get a GoFundMe cracking or something. Nah. The tiger does all this on his own. This is free to the community. Alright, so Sports Illustrated. You know, every teenager's uh, wet dream came from a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Couldn't wait to get that centerfold. Check it out. Who's on the cover? Like... What's going on there? Well, guess what? They got popped uh, last month for a whole bunch of AI articles. Apparently, like, the majority of the articles 
were AI. And all of the staff, I believe, blew the whistle on that. They were like, what's going on here? Who's this guy? And who's that picture? I don't work with him. What's this? And they found out that those articles were, uh, you know, subletted by this uh, AI program. And then they were, like, purchasing the intellectual property photo and image identity of someone that didn't exist and then using their them to say they authored it. Well, guess what? That saved them a bunch of money. So now what? Arena Group, which publishes Sports Illustrated, recently missed a $3.75 million payment to its license holder, Authentic, leading to sever the deal and laying off employees. So here we have uh, LeBron James there. Authentic, the licensing group that purchased Sports Illustrated for $110 million from Meredith five years ago, has terminated the agreement it holds with the Arena Group to publish SI in print and digital, according to an email obtained by Front Office Sports. That move comes three weeks after they missed the payment and breached the licensing deal. So there it is. They said, ah, just let it... Let it just go off into uh, the, the credit recovery. You know, we're canceling the deal. Fire everybody. Start the layoffs. And why? Well, you know, the jig's up. You know what I mean? Like, we're not paying anybody anyway. You know, we're just getting AI to do this. Let's just probably just rebrand. Let's just close down and rebrand. We'll just have AI do all the work. And... Uh, is that what's going to happen? Well, they've struggled to find a financial foothold in the digital age. Just like we previously talked, print media. No one wants it. They want digital and they want short form. That's why the tiger's coming to you in shorts real soon. I'm going to cut down this long form. And uh, we're going to get you with the, the hot hitters, the hot takes, the tiger's tips. Let's go. So anyway, uh, Arena fired more than 100 employees on Thursday throughout the organization. Um, they're going to go ahead and keep cutting costs. Uh, they're donezo. As well, they try to push the uh, ideology of uh, beauty onto people. What is beautiful? Well, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. And when you're getting told, like, hey, listen, like, you know, that image of beauty that you find attractive, well, guess what? You should curve your view. And uh, we really mean curve it because here is an uh, overweight model or obese model, a thick, uh, uh, a thick Bertha up here. What do you call it? Stout Rhonda. All right, moving right along. Fitness enthusiasts are dying suddenly. 16 sudden deaths examined. So how can it be? How could you be fit and die? I've heard of bodybuilders and stuff, you know, dying young, but we all know why. Because they push their bodies to the limits. There's one thing I've heard about, like, caloric intake. Uh, you want to live longer, well, you don't eat so much. And what does that mean? Like, how, how do you mean, Tiger? I need to grow. I need to, like, sustain... Uh, movement I need energy well fasting is not eating or restrictive eating intermittent fasting closing the window of the amount of time you eat reducing calories to lose weight well if you're putting 2,000 calories in your body right three times a day over a span of three times so let's say like 666 calories per meal over a span of 13 or 14 hours, and then you relax and go to sleep for the rest of the time. Well, if you're piling calories in your body all day long over a stretch of time, your body's digesting. It's constantly working. There's no time for rest. Rest, then digest. Rest, then digest. That's what it's meant to be. Well, guess what? If you eat a big, giant midnight snack and go to sleep, when you're meant to rest and your body's digesting, well, then you're going to get sick and diseased. So, 
the whole theory is is that uh, if you eat less or in a smaller window, not so many times, then your body won't be working hard and it won't get as old. You know, you drive your car 250,000 kilometers or miles, whatever, it's going to eventually break down. If you walk sometimes and use your car, your car will last longer. So it's basically that's the type of thing. Give it a break. Give your body a break. Allow it to live longer. It's just a theory. Don't know. Don't ban me because I stated a possible thing. YouTube. If you don't know, the Tiger's been banned twice now for controversial news takes. Anyway, personal trainers, fitness instructors, and influencers. Jiu-Jitsu, CrossFit, gym goers, high risk of sudden death. How could it be? What's happening to these individuals? Larissa Borges, 33-year-old Brazilian fitness influencer, died suddenly on August 28, 2023, after suffering a double cardiac arrest. She was traveling in Gramado, Brazil, when she had the first cardiac arrest, went into a coma, and then had a second cardiac cardiac arrest that was fatal. Here's the individual, looks quite healthy. 33 years old. What could have happened? A double cardiac arrest. Northern Ireland, 30 years old, Irish doctor Doc Sean McMahon collapsed in the fitness suite at uh, Craigavon's South Lake Leisure Center on August 22nd and died suddenly. He was due to get married in four days. Tragic. Here's the individual, again, looks quite healthy. Doctor. August 10th, 2023, Slovakia, 28-year-old uh, Diana Dulakova, personal trainer who has been training since the age of 16, was found dead in the bathtub in her apartment by her mother. Again, another healthy-looking individual, personal trainer. Dallas, Texas, 57-year-old Catherine Wyatt Huffman, a nurse at the Medical City Dallas Hospital, died suddenly in early July 2023. She was preparing for a fitness competition when she died. You know, again, looks very healthy. Uh, Gianna Brazil, 2020, or sorry, 22-year-old personal trainer. Danielle Ribeiro da Silva was found dead inside her house. Cause of death suspected cardiac arrest. Again. Louise uh, Nathan, the greatest talents in the world of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, died suddenly on July 2nd. Look at this individual. Obviously a very healthy individual if he's practicing jiu-jitsu. 44-year-old Susanna Brazara, dentist and owner of a family dentistry, a youth lacrosse coach and cross-fitness cross -fit fitness enthusiast died suddenly. Again, another healthy individual. Look, nurse. European fitness model, 32, champion and nurse. Died unexpectedly. Jiu-jitsu champion, another, judo, karate, aikido, died suddenly of cardiac arrest. Female. Looks very healthy as well. Amy Brooke Jordan, certified personal trainer. Studied kinesiology, died suddenly in her sleep. What is going on with these young folk? We did a report earlier about uh, colon cancer. Or, or, or stomach, uh, abdominal, midsection. Basically anywhere in the digestive tract. Cancer is on the rise in young people. Doctors are baffled. Started out as a severe headache after work. Brain injury. What's happening there? Medical emergency while swimming in the lake. Died unexpectedly. Left his pregnant wife. Looks like another healthy individual. 55-year-old fitness industry leader, Laura McCartney. UK teacher, died of brain aneurysm. Another young, healthy individual. So it goes on and on and on and on. So what's the deal? What's the cause of death? We will never know. And you might.
never know either. But we won't uh, speculate. But just be aware, okay? If there's so many young people that are dying of cardiac arrest, what should you be ready for? What happens? Shortness of breath, sweating, tingling in the extremities, especially the left side, okay? Stroke is similar. The left side, you might see drooping in someone's face. Be aware of these things. There's defibrillators everywhere these days. Well, guess what? You're going to need more than a defibrillator if you meet this guy, if he's your neighbor. All right, check it out. Pennsylvania murderer. Man kills neighbor over snoring. Killer snores. Would have thought it was your husband next to you snoring, just like, oh, just driving you. Guess what? Pennsylvania man is dead because his loud snoring kept waking up his fed-up neighbor who stabbed him to death to get him to stop. Bizarre real-life tale began last Sunday evening in Upper Moreland Township, where police responded to a home of Christopher Casey after receiving a 911 call from him to report a stabbing. Here he is here, and his mugshot. When they arrived, cops discovered Casey's neighbor, Robert Wallace, about 50 feet from the house with two knife wounds in his body. Casey had also been stabbed in the right thigh. Police found blood inside and outside the residence. Both men were rushed to the local hospital where Wallace died, and Casey was treated for his non-life-threatening injuries. Investigators were able to piece together that Wallace went over to Casey's home that night and stepped onto his porch to detach a screen from one of the windows. Casey, who was eating dinner, was somehow alerted and confronted Wallace, getting into a heated argument. During the verbal altercation, Casey produced a military-style knife, plunging the blade into Wallace twice. It was not clear how Casey suffered his wound. Police recovered the knife at the crime scene. Perhaps the most stunning element of the story when detectives learned the motive behind the attack, the neighbors have been involved in an ongoing beef, hot, juicy beef, over Casey's loud snoring, which could be heard through a wall shared by their connected home. So obviously they lived in like a townhouse of some sort of uh, um, uh, home like that, apartments. Anyway, uh, District Attorney Kevin Steele said Casey was arrested Thursday and charged with third-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, possessing an instrument of crime, and they're going to try and get him to plead out by stacking on many of these uh, charges. Thank you for joining the Sigma Tiger here today. Uh, I want to thank all my day oneers for coming back. Go ahead, check out uh, at Sigma Tiger Trade for rule number one of the Sig Tig community: how to not blow your wad. Sig Tig, signing out.